Welcome to Classroom Academy, Learning Made Real, a podcast about educational issues, preparing the next generation of teachers to meet those demands, and in general, the pursuit of excellence. Hi, I'm Colleen McDonald, a career educator, a National Board Certified Teacher, and the Director of Classroom Academy, a two-year teacher residency and apprenticeship model. And I'm joined today with my co-host, Luke. Uh, hi, my name's Luke Karaya-Demude. I'm a researcher and innovation consultant, and now Colleen and I are both uh, podcasters. So thanks for <laughs> joining us on the, on the show. In today's episode, we are discussing teacher leadership with two leading educators, Al-Hassan Suso, the 2019 New York State Teacher of the Year, and Jim Dexter, the District Superintendent of Schools for Washington, Saratoga, Warren, Hamilton, Essex County, BOCES. Luke, I'm excited to have this conversation. Because in the past, teaching has been considered such a flat career, and things are really changing with so many opportunities now for teachers to lead from both inside and outside their classrooms. So let's get started. Yes, indeed. Welcome, everyone. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. I want to talk about teacher leadership today and with two fabulous leaders. And I guess my first question is Al-Hassan. Because you're the New York State Teacher of the Year, certainly leading from both inside and outside your classroom, what are some of the opportunities that you've had to lead your colleagues? When I think about uh, my journey as the New York State Teacher of the Year 2019, today I am a much better, wiser, and enriched teacher based on the experiences that were afforded to me during my year of service from visiting different schools, examining different classroom practices, conversations with other practitioners across the state, all of those made me a much better teacher today. But when I think about um, my journey, I'm always reminded that it should not have taken an award to be afforded those opportunities as an educator. Because when I am engaging with my students today, I am able to bring in diverse experiences based on what I have learned over the course of uh, 2019-2020 school year. So, but that journey for me started at my building when I was selected to uh, lead my uh, team, our 12th grade uh, uh, team. And in that process, started developing leadership qualities, which led me to be part of the our teacher leadership working group which we meet once a week every friday to discuss issues at the school and how we can improve instruction and that in a way became the cornerstone of giving me more opportunities to explore this avenue further which eventually led me in becoming the New York State Teacher of the Year. When you talk about these increased opportunities and and being identified as a leader in your school, are these something new? When did you come into teaching and how has this trajectory of leadership opportunities changed? One thing great about my school is that it provides opportunities for teachers to explore leadership and during my third year of teaching. In that process, it helped me in developing my confidence and cultivating a vision for where I could go as an educator. Instead of simply being in my classroom uh, as a technocrat, I'm now being exposed to decision-making processes and having conversations that are 
directly going to impact my students. But what I'm thankful for is that I have a say in how those decisions are being made. Jim, as both being a regional and a state school leader, what do you see as the role and value of teacher leaders or what they bring to districts, buildings, and students? Well, that's a good question, and thanks, Colleen. The first thing that I would say is I think we, as, a, as an industry, shall we say, we don't always recognize and use the value that teacher leadership brings to our profession. I'll tell you a quick story. One of the ways that teacher leadership can be effective is in mentoring and coaching. So when I was a first year teacher, I was privileged to have some colleagues who were very experienced and high quality teachers. There was a feeling that their success was tied to my success. And they would often come into the classroom and tell me how it really was and how I did. And the reality was when I heard back from my colleagues and not only how I did, but then gave me coaching, I realized how much I grew in that year. And although that was an informal program, right from the beginning of my career as an educator, I knew that teacher leadership was important. The way I look at it is we really have not done as good of a job defining how we can improve instruction, how we can improve um, the operation of instructional programs, and how we can improve opportunities for students by using teacher leadership. And I have seen um, some models that are highly effective. When you have teachers who are empowered to pull curriculum together, when you have teachers who are empowered to coach, I think effectively uh, to, to improve practice. There's something about when a teacher hears from another teacher and is coached from another teacher in a confidential way, but with that teacher leader having skills, it can really make a huge difference. Administrators nowadays have so many irons in the fire. And when you look at all the duties, often the thing that suffers is their ability to coach, their ability to lead curriculum work. And that's right down the lane and expertise of teachers. So from my perspective, we sometimes ask our administrators to do a lot of everything. And I think there is a lot of room to bring more teacher leadership outside of the classroom per se and into the building and district operations. Al-Hassan, I'll, I'll kick it back to you. As you think about, I'm sure you've worked with many teacher leaders or aspiring teacher leaders, teachers who are looking to contribute something more. How do you support and encourage them in those roles or to go after those roles? Yes, that's an excellent question. And I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what Jim mentioned, the idea that you know our administrators are inundated with different tasks in the building. So cultivating an environment whereby teachers are supporting each other, it is so crucial. But then the question becomes then, how then do we go about doing that? Well, two things are important in this journey. First is teacher autonomy. I think in every profession, you know, when people do well, when they feel they have control over their work. And I think it's extremely important as we are thinking about how can we uh, support aspiring teacher leaders or how can we support those who are currently in those roles is to give them the autonomy to craft their own teaching path. And the second component of that, we, we cannot necessarily just provide autonomy and that being the end all be all, but then what supports are going to be in place to ensure that what they are aiming for, they are able to successfully achieve those goals. So I'll tell a quick story on both ends. So it was 2015 during my third year of teaching and I came up with this idea that 
education is more than just the development of mindset, but also it's important for students to have life skills that are beyond the classroom experience. And I cultivate, I created a program, you know, we call it the morning class. So when I created this program, I presented the idea to my principal and she, she looked at the I said, like, oh, this is great. I said, but I would like to do this before school starts. And she's like, what? <laughs> uh, our, you know, our students are notorious for coming to school an hour late. You know, she's like, what in the world makes you think they're going to come in an hour early? I said, I actually don't know. But I know that we all spend time where we see value. If students are able to see value in this program, I believe they will come. She said, I will support you throughout the process. Just ensure that, you know, we are able to follow all the, you know, the logistics that need to be in place for students to come into the building an hour before. I say that because, you know, some, another school leader could look at that and say, well, you know, this is just too difficult. Or uh, this is just too complex. You know, uh, this is, this is just out of the box, you know. And in that process, they're going to be stifling my passion. And people usually do well when they are passionate about the projects that they want to pursue. So by allowing me to pursue this passion project of mine, ended up transforming our school in a significant manner. Because, you know, we ended up starting with 30 kids the first year, and then eventually uh, 40, then to 60. By the fourth year of the program, about 70% of our seniors were actually coming to school an hour before. So which took care of our attendance issue because <laughs> that was the significant hindrance in our graduation rate because it's difficult to get our kids in the building on time. But then now if 70% of your seniors are coming to school an hour before, well, that will significantly mitigate that challenge. And we have now taken that program and made it, made it into a four-year curriculum, which it's now starting from ninth all the way to 12th and it's a school-wide process instead of just my own project and that all starts with giving me the autonomy to pursue what i am passionate about so how can we support aspiring teacher leaders is to identify their passions and give them the tools and the supports to pursue those ventures so this is a, a really great opportunity for the students. You're making space for them to kind of develop and excel. Have you seen conversion into a leader within the students? Do you see like kind of like more um, independence, more confidence? What, what are you seeing this program doing and, and making these students into in their everyday lives? The five components of the program are mindset and emotional mastery, vision setting, interpersonal communication skills, leadership and financial management. The students in the program have taken leadership roles within and outside of our school actually, especially the senior uh, senior students. The last 30, day of the, 30 days of the school year, which you know, senioritis usually kicks in. So this is a great opportunity. They're about to graduate, but then what are they leaving behind? Because at the core of the program is thinking about it's not about what you get in life, but rather what you give behind. And our motto is we rise by lifting others. And so what they would do is to is mentor the ninth and 10th graders who are coming up to senior institute the following year. And they would talk to them about different aspects of our school and beyond from SAT prep to thinking about college 
to actually teaching them financial literacy to the junior institute students because their thinking was if they knew earlier about some of these concepts they could have made different decisions about their life choices most of our students start start working in 11th grade so by learning about financial literacy in 10th grade is preparing them for when they start working after school and on how to manage their finances and in that process two of our former students who are now graduates of Lehman College and Hunter College were actually teaching their college classmates on the concept of uh, credit building you know one of their college counselors called me and said hey listen i have a student here that's very unique i said oh how so this kid knows everything about financial management <laughs> i was like oh okay said well and our question to him was where in the world did you learn this and he said oh high school my teacher said well then we have to meet this teacher and long story short i ended up going there and teaching the entire class about what we do in the program so that is in essence i was empowered by my principal to pursue this passion of mine and as a result creating not only teacher leaders but also student leaders who eventually become future world leaders in different capacities i want to start by going back to one something alison had said um, and that was about providing support to teacher leaders to help make sure they're successful. If you ask somebody to do, if you provide somebody with resources and support and then an opportunity to lead, they can be highly effective. Not only do they have the opportunity to impact others and to make a difference in the profession and to really help guide somebody to be a high quality teacher, but similarly, as part of that process, making sure that that individual has an opportunity to continue to grow. I think most people, when they're teaching others, it tends to be a highly reflective process. So the idea is that as a mentor teacher, not only are you helping somebody else grow professionally and really helping them become outstanding teachers, but also at the same time, they are growing and becoming more reflective about their practice which is is obviously a, a positive. What might you predict to be the future trends in teacher leadership? A trend that uh, I'm seeing is the shift away from thinking about teacher leadership as an add-on and instead moving it into a systematic process of being part of the education system. So this program that i just mentioned uh about at, at our school so instead of making that a before school program well then now we are moving slowly more and more away from before school to now making it a school-wide program that takes place during the day so that it's part of the system instead of being perceived as an add-on i agree with that but i think we're seeing more teachers involved in coaching i think more districts have invested in having more of their teachers do professional development along with other co content specific experts but i think a lot of us have seen that if we can find individuals who uh, have the skills and are interested in doing this work that they can make a huge difference and i think we're going to see more of that moving forward to really move the needle from an instructional perspective 
So another trend that I'm also seeing in this avenue is distributive leadership. School administrators are engaged in so many other tasks and giving teachers the opportunity to collaborate would continue in the development of the teacher leadership world. We could all keep in mind is this idea that this whole process works when there is trust in place. I think of it as empowering teachers to take risks but also being there to support them no matter the outcome. Whether they succeed or fail, because not every venture is gonna be successful at the beginning, but if teachers have the confidence that their school leaders have their back, they would be more willing to go out of, to go out of the box. And as teachers are able to explore more and more avenues outside of their classrooms, they become more and more effective within the classroom. Thank you. I'm so excited to hear this, Al-Hassan and Jim, because 35 years ago, when I started my career as a teacher, um, the only avenue for teacher leadership, really, if a teacher wanted to pursue leadership, was through administration. And it's so nice to know that, that they can leave their classroom to pursue those leadership roles, but they can also provide leadership while still serving the students in their classrooms. And that's a really exciting change. So for me, when I think about teacher leadership, the goal of teacher leadership is to produce positive outcomes for students. And to me, leadership is not about what you can achieve, but instead what you inspire others to do. And therefore, we are the first example to show our students how to use their voice. And that could only happen when we are using our voice for the greater good. Teachers being at the table where decisions are being made that are going to impact the lives of their students. Because in general, teachers are usually the last people to know about new ideas or policies that are being floated around the district or that are coming down the pipeline. But the trend now is more and more teachers are given opportunities to be at the tables where those decisions are being made so that they could have a say on the issues that are going to impact them and their students in the classroom. Luke, it was great to hear Jim and Al-Hassan today really delve into the topic of teacher leadership. They offered such personal, district, regional, and state-level perspectives. Yeah, and it sounds like teacher leaders have a tremendously positive impact on buildings, colleagues, and students. So thank you so much for joining us on Classroom Academy, Learning Made Real. You can find the information we discussed with the links in our show notes. So please keep on listening. Share the podcast with your friends, leave comments or a review, and be in touch as we want to make your experience real. This podcast has been brought to you by Classroom Academy, and we want to share some really exciting news. Recently, the Classroom Academy, a two-year graduate-level teacher preparation residency, became the first New York State Registered Apprenticeship Program under the new title of Teacher. This new designation allows the program to offer, in addition to the $22,000 per year living stipend, tuition assistance to our New York State University candidates. This is a great opportunity that removes barriers for those wanting to come into this challenging and rewarding profession. You know, envisioning this podcast, we came up with the title, Learning Made Real, because that's what we believe we do at Classroom Academy. Our residents and now apprentices are matched with expert lead teachers 
to develop the art of teaching by applying their graduate level learning in a co-teaching environment with students every day. So again, thank you for joining us. And if you'd like more information on Classroom Academy, please visit our website at classroomacademy.org, also linked in today's show notes.